everybody, and welcome back to the Sideline Eye podcast. You're very welcome to the show today as we're looking forward to Armagh's clash with Calvin coming up this weekend. It's a bit of a different show as we're going to look back on the Anthem game as well and reflect on Armagh's nine-point win in the first round of the Ulster Championship. I'm delighted to be joined by Aaron Kiernan, and as I say, we're going to discuss the two games, looking back and then looking forward to the Calvin game as well. Aaron, great to have you on and great to be looking forward to a big game um, coming up this weekend. It's Armand Calvin in Braffney Park at half six on Saturday. But we'll start with the Antrim game and I suppose it was a, a box ticking tech, exercise. It was job done. Get over Antrim and get ready for Calvin like we all predicted when the draw was made. Uh, it was, yeah. Um, to be fair, number one thing, uh, all you can worry about is just get the win um, and then sort of deal with the aftermath. Um, having said that, in the lead up to the game, I suppose just after the end of the league, the way it finished, it was Appointment of the relegation and then thrown into the fact, you know, the amount of injuries that you sort of had heard that was being picked up and illness and that there. It was a potential banana skin. I still never felt at any stage that Anthem were going to be good enough to, to beat us. Um, and then obviously seeing the quality of them on the day, they were they were very disappointing. But from an RMR perspective, uh, got a win, most pleasing, um, come through it without picking up any more injuries. Um, but the fact then that we went ahead and kicked 20 points, and in particular, um, the the form of Conor Turbot um, and getting eight points, um, and then obviously Shane McPartland getting his debut and, and kicking four um, was massive. And then I suppose just seeing more game time from the likes of Ben Creeley, James Morgan um, was, was brilliant. Give us two weeks to... So try and clear up whatever niggles and illness there was within the squad. Um. So yeah, it was a it was a it was a good afternoon's work. Uh, really, that's all it was. It was a no win situation. You're completely expected to win the game. Um. You know you're expected to win it comfortably. So we did that. And on on the twenty points, Aaron, obviously great scoring, getting twenty points on the board. <laughs> um. Negatively, they didn't get a goal and should have had Jason Duffy had a great chance in the first half. Rory Grugan was the square ball one in the second half. Um, they kicked 20 points without arguably your two best forwards and Rain O'Neill and Andrew Mernon is hugely positive. But is it a frustration that the, they're not getting goals? Maybe maybe the difference against Antrim was they did create the ch- a couple of chances, just didn't get taken them. But it's, it is a frustration, I know, for Armagh fans that we're not getting goals compared to last year and you know, when you come up against the better teams, that's going to show? Yeah, I suppose we just have to look back 24 hours uh, and talk about goals winning games. Um, Rainer Tool for, for Monaghan um, later on, you know, whenever was the rest of us might have taken an easy option and tapped it over the bar and um, he went for broke. So to be honest with you, the 20 points is brilliant because to win any championship game, to win a big game in Crow Park, you need to be hitting 20 plus scores. So that's, you know, so that is pleasing, but you're you're going to do very well to kick twenty points uh, against your top teams whenever it really matters. For me, you need to be creating more goal opportunities. You need to be more ruthless in their execution. Just look at Derry again on Saturday evening and look at what they did. That was the difference in them last year. They were so ruthless in going after teams. If they had half a sniff, they were looking goals. Um, you know, so it is definitely it's clearly something that we do need to improve on. Um, and and it has been a pattern throughout the league. Um, I think last year we had ended up we'd got eight goals throughout the league campaign um, and only conceded three. This year 
we were still the same in terms of only conceding three, but unfortunately dropped way off and only ended up with two goals. And if we're being brutally honest, very fortunate to get the two goals in terms of TKs and the first night against Monaghan. And then obviously Ethan's long ball in um, that so it was deceived everyone and straight into the net against Galway. So, um, yeah, it is. It's clearly an area that we do need to, to get better at because to put away the, the better teams and the better teams come this Saturday. Um, we're not sitting talking about an Ulster final or an All-Ireland series or games at Crow Park. It's this Saturday to go to Cavan to beat Breffney Park or to, to beat Cavan in Breffney Park. Um, we're going to need to get goals this weekend. And did you, did you see any change in style from Armagh or against Antrim that we didn't see in the league? Because we know um, they probably were more defensive during the league and obviously their goal scoring rates um, suggest that as well. Did you see a wee bit more attacking from Armagh? Because they come out of the traps early, they, they put um, Antrim to the sword straight away. I think they went into a five point lead and then built on that obviously. So is, that, is there a more attacking style to Armagh in that Antrim game? Uh, I, I thought at times there was, yeah. I thought we had more options uh, ahead of the ball in terms of giving our defenders um, the, a sort of platform to, to foot pass. And then the quicker we get it to, to Groogs um, or Supi or those guys in the half-forward lane, it just gives them more time to get their head up and pick a pass inside. Um, and really, that that's where, if we're talking about getting goals, that's how you get them. You get the ball to your forwards as quickly, uh, well, your passers as quickly as you can. Um, and once they have the options ahead, you know, they can take their time. They can pick that pass. Uh, Turbo in particular is really good at sort of leading out in front and then doubling back. Um, something that you see the dairy players really good at um, and getting the ball over the top and finishing them. So um, for me, definitely it is a platform for us to to create more goal opportunities. Um and just this weekend, it, it it's going to be so important. Um, what I liked about that game was the going after them straight away. You know, the, the last thing that we needed after was the deflation of of being relegated was to go out and be cagey. So it, it takes a bit of bravery to go out and do that there. And I know you can turn around and say, "Oh, Jesus, Anthony, when we're at home," but after coming off a loss, and it, it is, it's it's so disappointing for the, for the players, you know, and managing them. Given everything they've put in to stay in Division One, they could have went out and been a bit cagey. But for me, that was that was hugely positive. They brushed off uh, the relegation. They brushed off all the injuries and illness and players that they were missing, and they bloody went after the thing. Um, and like I said, straight away, I just sort of felt it was completely. We we played the level that we've been playing at all year in terms of we played like a Division One team against the Division Three team. Um and, and that was that was just good to see. Um, you know, we didn't give Antrim any hope. Straight away it was more or less saying to them, you're at a different level here. You know, you're not fit to compete with us. Um and I just felt we were really comfortable throughout able to pick off scores at will. Um probably was a wee bit of a stage in the second half whenever they got the goal and you're sort of looking at scoreboard and it's a bit closer than what really it should have been. But we went straight off the field again, a couple of long aggressive kickouts and picked off a couple of really easy scores without even them getting contact on us. So again, it just was an illustration of the, the golfing class. Um, but we were willing to go and exploit that, which is it's all you can ask for. And just on that going after the orange straight away, it was Division 1 against Division 3. This weekend's Division 1 against Division 3, but next year it would be Division 2 against Division 2. So Calvin are obviously a step above Antrim, and we know that they, they shouldn't have been in Division 3. Um, they were obviously better than Division 3, but... 
can Arma go after them straight away? Is that the, is that the way they should approach the game, or do you do you think it'll be a wee bit more cagey, especially given that it's in Brafney Park? Um, I think it just it will be a bit more cagey, but the same token, I I still feel we need to play to our strengths um, and go after them and try and play at a pace that that suits ourselves. Um, I think the more we play a sort of cagey tactical game, allowing other teams possession, you know, you just allow other teams to stay in game. Now, I'm not talking about being stupid and kicking ball away, but it, like even reverting back to us, you know, it's it's great that we're here. It's championship, but I was over at the McKenna Cup game and um granted it was a wet night, it was lashing out of the heavens, it was poor conditions, but Cavan didn't flood the defence that night. Um, like we probably played with with way more back um, than what they did. Um, but they left themselves not open, but they left themselves in a lot of one on one situations. And to be fair, on that night, um, it was the defenders' night. They were capable of taking the ball off ourselves. But you know, we're moved on right few months now. Pitches are getting harder. Weather's getting better. We will get if we have the options ahead of the ball. We will have plenty of opportunity to get it to our, our outlets and our half forward lane, and to get it to the full forward lane in one-on-one situations, um, that we can punish them in. And that's us at our strength. That's us whenever we're playing to to the best of our ability or playing a style that suits the quality of player that we have. Um, so I would like to see us trying to to do everything, um, as much as possible. And I say not being reckless, but just doing what comes natural to our boys um, from, from the start. And I think, like realistically speaking, it's the only way we're going to win this game. If we think we're going to go over and sort of sit back and see how the game goes, you're just leaving yourself open all the time for an ambush. Um, and I, I think one thing that I, I found, and, and I'm sure like our management would have noticed, it, like Cavan's style of play was very, very obvious that night um, in, in the McKenna Cup. And then obviously any of the footage you would have seen from them throughout the National League, the, the station two players right on the sideline on the 45-meter lane uh, on the 45, and they had a man in the centre and they were they were willing to kick from wing to wing and then trying to, to probe um, with runners coming off the opposite side. But what they also did that night against us, we had about 14 men markings only inside their 45. But it was very obvious, even in bad conditions, that once they got the ball to the wing, they were looking straight to someone leading from the edge of the wee square, nearly to the penalty spot, looking for a dink ball over the top. And that pass, even on that night in bad conditions, it was taking out eight or nine of our boys all the time. Now, it wasn't coming up off the ground. It was stuck in the mud or... You know, their handling was poor because of conditions, but that's something that I feel we need to be really cagey for this weekend. I think if we're getting men behind the ball and, and that's their style, that's fine, that's what manager won. But we need to bring war to them once they come in and say they're 45. If we think that we're going to play as only and give a team the quality that they have in terms of foot passers, then a ball winner in full forward. But then if you have the likes of McFeedy and James Smith and these boys coming bombing off a full forward shoulder, you're not going to stop them. So if we're going to drop deep and we're going to defend the numbers, anything inside our 45 is a war zone or else we're going to make it a very difficult afternoon for ourselves. So um, I think that was an interesting thing to see from them that night, like that it was just it was a clear, it was clear game, game plan and how they wanted to play it. Um, and it's something that I think we, we learned from it. Another one that they were very aggressive on was whenever we 
put a press on. And I know at times during the year, your listeners not there, there's a bit of frustration over Arma not pressing. Um, I thought sometimes against Galway, uh, I thought we started to get a bit better uh, press on while still having someone at the very back, you know, where we weren't getting caught with a long bomb over the top because Gleeson had the long direct kicking him. So does Galligan. Um, if, if we do first aggressively, we just need to make sure that we always have someone sitting around the sixth position who's not getting sucked into the play, you know, who'll stay a goal side um, and read where the danger is going, going to come from. But again, that was something that was very evident. That you could see Cavan were trying that night uh, in the McKenna Cup. And I think um, it is something that definitely we can learn from looking back on the footage of it. And Arm, just on that, the Armagh defence, I'm just thinking about the Antrim goal. Would that have been a, a massive concern for you? Because Connor Stewart came right through the centre of the defence and kicked the ball into the net, obviously. But Armagh, the game, it was over at that stage. Or it felt that Armagh, as you say, they were much superior. So... Was it just a, a moment in time that our mom maybe switched off or would you have been concerned about how Antrim got that goal? Uh, the only thing would be if you were Kieran McKeever, I can just guarantee you as a defensive coach, it would annoy him um, because to me it's just it's a lapse of concentration. It, you know, he would pray or they would all be praying themselves on, on keeping clean sheets, keeping goals out. Um, to me, it's not something that has been happening. You know, it's not a sort of systematic issue or it's not something that was continuously happening in every league game and um, like I said we conceded three goals in the league this year we only conceded three in the league last year and um, so for me you know it's it's not a massive issue realistically speaking I would say you know whether players maybe can't admit it you take the foot off the gas like we're probably just getting it too easy in all aspects and um, there was no real danger it didn't feel like the cut and thrust of a championship game where everything was on the lane and I would say, yeah, it was just a, a switch off and in, in focus and a switch off and concentration to allow him to, to run through. And I, I don't think it's it's something that uh, would worry me me too much. And like I said, just Kieran just would have been very annoyed that we give away a goal. Um, but uh, I, I can't see it being an issue this weekend. I think the central channels and the aggression levels uh, for the 70 minutes, they'll be ramped up where they need to be. Having Creeley and Morgan back in as well, um, are not those big additions. Um, obviously you'd mentioned the impact of Turbo on Shane McParland as well, scoring twelve points between them. Turbo really stepped up when we didn't have Rain O'Neill and Andrew Mernon, and we'll get on to them. Um, hopefully been fit to play this weekend, but Turbo really stepped up, and he's gonna be. If he wasn't already, he's definitely gonna be a marked man coming into Saturday. Yeah, he is. Um, you, you'd be delighted for him. Um, like he's he's a player, I suppose, without keeping too much pressure on him. But in terms of how he strikes the ball, um, I'm just thinking of McManus's shot in the first half yesterday from the stand in the right hand side. His actual technical strike of the ball, um, Turbo is very very similar to him. Um, just so natural. Uh, in confined spaces, can get a shot off right and left foot. Um. He, he looked like a fella who sort of relished the opportunity of him being the focal point instead of him being the one who was sort of feeding off Andrew or Ryan and 
been the I suppose your main target man and, and the vast majority of play uh, going through him didn't seem to phase him at all. Um, and to be honest with you, he, he was probably quite similar way back in the Mayo game. He was so impressive that day. I think it was maybe three, four points in play he got. And it just surprised me that he ended up sort of going out and coming back with an impact. So but I think he's just got he's got too much quality, too much class to be on the bench. Um, and I think the best thing that any player can do for, for management is leave them with no option but to play you. Um, and I think, again, if you're a manager... Someone turns around and puts in the performance that he does. Well, sure, it's hard to argue then with him. Do you know, uh, you let your football do the talk, and he most certainly did that there. Uh, in terms of will the other guys be fit enough to come on and play a seventy minutes? I'm not so sure. Um, so I, I think we're just going to need to see more of the same from from Connor. And I think as the season progresses, I just love to see them all trying to to knit together. Um, on the field at the same name instead of you know him being used as impact but as I said he just he has too much quality um, in my opinion to, to be sitting on the bench and he's just someone who it seems effortless in terms of whenever he's he's striking the ball um, similar to what was Oshin Stevie these boys would have been down through the years he's just a natural out and out uh, scoring forward and to be honest with you they're hard to find so uh, we're lucky that we have him in the county and Aaron, just on the, the impact subs, we're hoping of Rain O'Neill and Andrew Mernon back in for Saturday evening's game. And obviously Jarley O'Burns as well coming back from an illness to keep him out of the, the Antrim game. What way are you approaching um Rain O'Neill and Andrew Mernon coming back into the squad if they if they're um fit to play in the twenty sixth? Are you starting them from the start and maybe risking that, you know, they could pick up the injury or it could flare up again and maybe having to take them off and deflate the players, deflate the fans? Are you keeping them on the bench and hoping that with 15 or 20 minutes to go we can spring the two boys and hopefully get us over the line? Uh, to be honest with you, the sort of sound bites coming out from the camp in terms of the boys' involvement and your your pitch-based stuff, um, it seems to be very positive. You throw in Conor O'Neill as well for that there. Um, I believe he's nearly back to full fitness and involved in the game-based stuff. Um, he's been missing since the Kerry game. So, like it, it's hugely positive to have players of that caliber um back and in, in involved. To be honest with you, I don't think that there would be any risk taken. Not the way things are in terms of your your medical teams and strength and conditioning teams. Um, you'll not be involved in full training or game based scenarios unless you're you're fully fit. That they'll feel there's a risk with you. Um, I think just given the fact that Reigns was his kicking leg. And just unfortunately, Andrew's history in terms of issues that he's had with his hamstrings, I would think that they'll probably be held in reserve. I can't see them uh, starting, but I, I would think it'll not be too long into the second half, if if needs be, that you'll be able to call upon them. And like, what a lift or what a boost um, for everybody involved in terms of your players, your fans. Um, to see players of that their calibre and quality coming on to the field. So uh, I, I would think that Charlie Oag, um, he should be well over his illness now at this stage. You'd have to imagine that he'll come back into the starting team um, and then you have unbelievable options in terms of Conor O'Neill, um, Ryan and uh, Andrew to be back on the bench. And um, like I said, whenever it's needed at whatever stage, I would think you would definitely be well capable of getting maybe... 25, 30 minutes out of them um, if if they're needed. And on Brafney Park, Arne, I know I was just double-checking with you um, off our 
that Armagh, I think, have only ever won once in Braffney Park in the Championship, and that was in 2008 in the first round of the Ulster Championship. So Braffney Park, it hasn't been a happy hunting ground for Armagh, and in recent history, I suppose, is 2013 and 2016, the two, two games Martin Dunn um, kicked eight points, I think, in 2013, and 16 was the time first ever flag goalie, really, with Paul Courtney, so... Breffney Park hasn't been a good spot for Armagh since that 2008 win. It's how, how big is home advantage in this in championship games and how much can Calvin read into it or play into that? Uh, they seem to get good joy out of it anyway, uh, particularly whenever it comes to us. Uh, home advantage, it does have its perks in terms of you just sort of know the run of things. Um, Calvin, probably similar to ourselves in Armagh, I'm sure they do a lot of their training at this time of the year in Breffney Park. Um, so in terms of, you just know yourself, uh, their, their bearings, you know, your scoring zones, wh- where suits you as a player, every single cabin player will know where every blade of grass. Um, but having said that there, the way the inter-county game goes now, your sort of fitness levels and the quality of players, you adapt fairly quickly. Um, so for me, I couldn't care less if, like we'll say we went over that time in 2008 and I, I wasn't aware at that stage that Armagh had, had never won a game in, in Breffney Park. I wasn't going over thinking about that. Or even if I had known that even then, I wouldn't have cared less about it. Um, it's 2023. We can only beat them this Saturday. Um, never mind that. We can a cup game early in the year. This is all that matters. So in terms of what's went before this or what might come after it, uh, it's it's irrelevant. It's uh, probably the boring thing now about you know, controlling the controllables. So in terms of whether... The pitch will be in great condition. Referees, they're out of your control. It's what we do. It's who starts for us, how they perform, how many of our own individual battles we win. Um, that's that's all that really matters. And to be honest, that's all players and managers will think about and focus on. Um, we can sit and chat about what's went wrong or why it went wrong over the years. Um, but by the sounds of it, there's been too many bad days to, to start talking about it. So we'll, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll leave that one be. Breffney Park, for me, it was always a place I enjoyed playing and it's, it's a great surface, um, particularly this time of year, um, down below the road. Um, there, there's always a good atmosphere. The noise always stays in the ground. Um, so in terms of maybe an RMR perspective, um, we're... It's time to get on the road again and be vocal, turn out numbers and try and make it. We probably had as many people in Kerry as the Kerry people had. Um, so maybe we might be able to do the same thing whenever we go to Calvin this weekend. And just on 2008, Aaron, you beat Calvin in the, in the quarterfinal, beat down in the semifinal and went on and won Ulster. Arma, if we can beat Calvin here on Saturday, possibly playing down in the semifinal, maybe it's a good omen that they're, they're taking on Calvin in Breffney Park. Yeah, it worked then, so why can't it work now? Um, I, I would, I'll probably, I would be honest, with you, I'd expect down to be in the semi final. I think they'll account for Donny Gall um, at the weekend also. Um, so as long as we can hold up our side of the bargain and account for Gavin, I know there won't be Fermanagh sitting waiting for us in the final this time around, but again, we'll deal with that whenever we get to those final. Hopefully, hopefully that's the plan, I'm sure, anyway. Um, Aaron, just before I let you go, how do you see it going? Do you think Armagh have enough to get over the line here? Or obviously it's not going to be easy. It's a big game for Armagh. Calvin have had whatever six weeks to prep for this game once they're in promotion from Division Three. The the new it was going to be Armagh. So probably they have the, the upper hand in terms of preparation, the home advantage. But do you think the Armagh will have enough to get over the line here? 
Absolutely, we have more than enough to get over the line. Um, but uh, no point me sitting telling you lies from the McKenna Cup game and seeing how they played. Uh, I've been worried about this game since then. Um, I think it's a game that we're really going to need to perform in. I don't think that it's, it's the sort of game where we could be operating at 60-70%. It's just not going to be enough this weekend. Um, you know, without was downplaying Anthem too much, it there was no nerves going into Antrim. There was no fear that you were going to lose that game. Uh, that's not the same this weekend. I'd be nervous about this weekend. And, and nerves are good because it means, you know, something's riding on it. You're up for it. You know, you know what's at stake. Um, but I, I, we just need to perform. I, I think we were in this situation last year. You're heading, similar situation, you're heading to Bally Buffet. And, you know, we really felt now's the time to stand up. Now's the time to come of age and, produced the goods in the Ulster Championship and it didn't happen again and to be honest with you it's 12 months on and we're right back in the same place again we didn't perform last year we didn't turn up we didn't bring aggression we didn't bring the the passion and the sort of purpose that you would expect from ourselves and it was so disappointing um, leaving Valley Buffet and realistically speaking we're right back there again we have to turn up and like I said we have to bring war you know we we're at our best whenever we're aggressive, whenever we're playing with pace, whenever we're trying to play on the front foot. And, and that doesn't mean being stupid with possession, but it just, that's what suits the style of player that we have. And we need to bring that there from the very start this weekend um, because anything less and we're going to be caught. Um, and and that's, that's not been negative about the thing. That's just been honest and realistic. We're all the same. We just want to see Armagh getting to the next round. We want to see Armagh back winning Ulsters, but we can't win Ulsters. We can't progress in an All-Ireland series until we beat Cavan this Saturday night. So the opportunity is there. It's an unbelievable opportunity. It's brilliant to get out in front of 15, 16,000 people, whatever it is, and strut your stuff on the biggest stage because that's why you put on a county jersey. That's why you go through the months of training, the months of torture, the months of sitting in the house, the months of missing out on so much. It's for evenings like this to get the opportunity to represent your county and perform on the biggest stage um, and I just hope that the boys do themselves justice because I know the time and effort they've put into it I know the quality that was in this group and I just want to see them going and deliver just for one more day and then we can focus and reassess and do whatever we have to do um, but it has to happen this weekend But hopefully Armagh can deliver and get us um, through to an, an Ulster semi-final obviously we'll find out everything on Saturday night as I said it's in Breffney Park at half six throwing time and live on GA Go, I think, on Saturday night for those that can't make it. I'm sure there'll be a big Armagh following going to it. And um, as Aaron said, like Turley and all the away games, there usually is a big Armagh support. So hopefully everybody's out in their orange and white on Saturday night and supporting the boys and hopefully getting over the line. Aaron, great to have you on, hear your thoughts once again. And I'll hopefully get talking to you next week again after the Armagh match. Cheers, Sean.